how to help me today. After, after, after we got to worship like that, I almost said we're going to worship the whole day. Hallelujah. I, I was this close, not coming up here and say worship the whole day. I should have told him to prepare six more songs and we would have been good. Hallelujah. I thank you for that worship, that vibrant worship. But I, I still see it. I see distractions on people's minds. I see people came in and, and got a lot of heaviness on, on their minds and hearts today. Uh, and I'm here to tell you today, man, I'm telling we got victory in Jesus. I, I, I'm telling you today we got that victory. But before, I, before I'm, I'm about to read it, I'm ready to explode. Lord, you got to calm me down until I get ready to let loose. So, God, I, I, it, it was a point we're talking about is the, the war within, and, and this is like, it's, it's really, we're wrapping up this, this, this war within, this training series of, of the war within. We talked about this battle that we face, and the greatest war that we face, and the war that we face is not as greater than the World War II, it's greater than World War I, it's greater than the Vietnam, it's greater than any war that we ever face. The war that we face is in the four corners of our mind. It's the war within, the battle is here. That's what we've been talking about this whole time I told you though that Jesus died on the cross and washed us and cleansed our mind uh, and then I told you about uh, how, how uh, temptations come our way and how to fight those temptations through the word of God. I, I told you how we must train ourselves for this battle that takes place in today. I want to talk to you in this subject right here uh, that victory that we have as we get ready to go out to the, the battles and the trenches and the battles in the trenches of our mind, uh, we have victory in Jesus. I want to talk to you about this victory because once you understand it, once you come out of this wall within, once you go through these battles, you got to understand that we have this victory in Jesus that's unstoppable, that's unquenchable. I told you before that it's a lion in the inside and it's, it's, we're filled with this Holy Spirit that's filled with power from on high. I told you this and I'm here today to tell you today, my subject today and what I want you to leave here knowing is that we have victory in Jesus. Don't matter what it looks like, folks. We got victory. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 at verse 7. Uh, he said, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this is all surpassing powers from God and not from us. He's talking about this treasure that we have, this jars of clay, what he's talking about, we've been made out of the dust of the ground. He said, he's talking about the flesh, he said, we have inside of us this treasure that I've been talking about, which is the Holy Spirit that he has given us, given to those who believe in him. He said it's a treasure that is full of power, and it's not from us, but it's from God. Ah, hallelujah, I'm about to lose Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. He said, listen, Jesus said this. Calm me down, Lord. Jesus said this. He said, when the Holy Spirit come, you will have power. He said, you will have power and you'll be my witness to Judea, Samaria, and all throughout to the ends of the age. That power, I tell you, is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the grave. And it's the same power that lives in us today. We are powerful men and women of God. Oh, God is with us and in us. 
I tell you, but he said this is all surpassing power from God. God is the one that have clothed us with his spirit. Oh, man, and we're unstoppable force. Tell somebody you got victory in Jesus. Come on, help me out. Hallelujah. Y'all didn't say it like you mean it. High five your neighbor and tell him you got victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. There we go. Here we go. Y'all gonna help me. There we go. High five. We gonna, we gonna be y'all gonna help me preach today. Hallelujah. He said, listen, we and here's the thing. He said, Yeah, we have even though we have this victory, sometimes he said, Terrence, I understand that we got this victory in Jesus, but I still go through some things. I'm still bothering the trouble my life. I, I still go through some things. And, and this is what Paul had to say about this. He said, listen, in verse 8, he said, we are hallelujah. We are hard uh, pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Ain't you glad he put a butt in this? Ain't you glad he put a butt in this? He said, we are hard pressed on every side. In other words, you may be catching hell from all corners. You may, but he said, but you're not crushed. He said, you may be perplexed. What perplexed me, you might be confused, but you ain't in despair. There weren't despair. You don't, that means that you haven't lost hope. I may be confused, but I didn't lose my hope. I may be persecuted, but God never abandoned me. He's with me even to the end of age. I may be struck down, but I ain't destroyed. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. We still have victory even though we're going through some stuff hallelujah tell somebody else you may bend but you ain't gonna break you may bend but you ain't gonna break hallelujah he said this he said he said what 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 should we say then? He said, so what should we say then, Pastor? What should, what should we do? He said, listen, in verse 16, in, in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16, he says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, but yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. This, this for folks that your body don't work the same like it used to. All right? He said, listen, therefore we don't lose heart. We don't have to lose. And, and therefore means we conclude that I don't have to lose heart on all the things that I'm going through. It's the outwardly we are wasting away. Yeah, things don't work like they used to. But yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for something. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters of Christ, soldiers in the army of the Lord, that we are being renewed day by day because something in the inside grabs a hold of you. And some days you feel like you ain't going to make it. Some days you don't know which way to turn, but something in the inside keeps you going. Something in the inside says you can go another day. Something in the inside says you can go another hour because it's something greater in us. And the Bible says this, greater is he that is living in us than he that's in the world. It's something in the inside of you. It's a lion in there. It's a lion in there. He said, listen, Paul said this, hi, y'all, this got me a little confused when I read this one. He said, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. I get a little excited and I got, I said, Paul, what you mean? Paul, hold on, Paul. I said, hold on, Paul. You said your light and momentary troubles now. Now, Paul, if you think about it, Paul was beat. 
several times, flogged several times, thrown in jails a lot of times. And then he, he also was stoned and, and dragged outside to see the left for dead. But he said, for our light in momentary troubles. I said, hold on, Paul, that ain't light. I, I don't think that's light, Paul. You got beat several times and flogged several times. But you said, our light in momentary trouble are achieving for eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So what you're saying, Pastor? I'm glad you asked. Here it is. He said this. He said this. He said this. He, he basically saying, listen, all the hell that I've been through, all the hell that you have been through, it, it, compared to the glory that will be revealed in the end times when we in the presence of the mighty king far outweighs them all. He said, listen, it's not even compared to when I get to the gates and I see the glory and the presence of our king, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, this, this, this stuff that I endured it won't be nothing compared to, I won't even remember, but compared to what the glory that's going to be revealed when I get into heaven, it far outweighs them all. So your light, he said, your light in momentary trouble. I want to focus on that word momentary. Hallelujah. Nothing. And I do mean nothing. Last always. It's a, it's a, when I was growing up, they used to sing a song, Trouble Don't Last Always. I said, but it sure go a little bit longer sometimes, though. I said, well, when is going to stop? Here it is. He said, but momentary trouble, in other words, he's saying, listen, though you're going through these things, though you, are, you, you, you feel like you're, you're in, you got these burdens that you're going through, enduring these things, he's saying, listen, when it, it, it's not even comparing. When it's talking about the troubles that you're facing here and compared to the, the glory of heaven to reveal, be revealed in eternal glory with the king, it far outweighs them all. I don't know if you remember what it, when Revelation talking about how heaven would look like when the streets are paved with gold, when it said no more weeping, no more death, no more crying. He going to dry the weeping eyes. I don't know if you remember when he said it was three gates and they're made out of pearls. It was 12 gates and three on each side. He was, he was telling them, he said, I don't know if you remember how beautiful that place is. I don't know if you remember that, but it far outweighs anything that you're going through right now. So what you must do then, huh? Glad you asked that good question then. Y'all got some good questions today. He said, listen, so he said, what must you do then, Pastor? He said, listen, so we fixed our eyes not on what is seen, but it's what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We gotta, we, we gotta correct all this. If I take these glasses off, I can't see no words. I can't see. I barely can see the five fingers in front of me. Because if I continue to look at the things that's in this earthly realm, the trouble that's surrounding me, the things that have, the, the people that have hurt me, the people that have abused you, the people who have talked about you and slandered your name, the people who, 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 who backbite you, if you continue to fix your eyes on this, you continue to look with your earthly eyes and not with your heavenly eyes, sometimes you just got to look up and say, Lord, why help 
comes from the Lord. So when you put on your spiritual eyes so that you may see, I ain't worried about all this stuff down here because it's only temporary. Uh, I remember Melanie saying one day, he said, I've never seen a hearse or you haul behind the hearse. You can't take it with you, baby. Let me tell you. He said, this stuff is temporary. This life, listen, the hell that you're going through, the finances, the broken relationship, your time, everything has a time stamp on it. It's only temporary. So why focus on something that's temporary when you can focus on something that is eternal? Focus on joy. Focus on peace. Focus on the hope that we have. Focus on eternal life with the king. That's what we focus on in those times where the battle is raging real strong. Don't focus on that. Start focusing. Shift your eyes to Jesus. Shift your focus. Shift your focus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like preaching today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I ain't on my brain. We just getting started. Hallelujah. He said, he said in 2 Corinthians 5, no, we in Corinthians, and he said, in 2 Corinthians 5, he said, for we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. <laughs> Y'all don't know when to shout. That earthly, that earthly, he said, that earthly tent that he's referring to is this body of ours. He said, when we put off this, when this go ashes to ashes and dust to dust, when they go back to the ground, he said, we, we live in this destroyed. He said, he said, we have a building from God. I'm like, oh, no, y'all don't see Y'all don't, y'all see that building he refers to in John chapter 14. He was talking about this building, right? He said, listen, he said, listen, he said, basically, he said, I, 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 he said, listen, I got to go. He was talking to his side. He said, I, I got to go, man. He said, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. He said, in my father's house, there are many rooms. He didn't say some. He didn't say a little bit. He said a many rooms. So that may, maybe they got a room for me that say Terrence on it so I can get up in there. He said, listen, in my father's house, there are many rooms. He said, if that were not so, I wouldn't have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. But not only that, he said, I will come back and take you to be with me. Boy, y'all should get excited. We got victory in Jesus. He said, listen, he said, oh, man, he said, this house ain't built by human hands. So Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go prepare it for you. And then I'm coming back for you so you can be with me. Hallelujah. So when you're going through the thick of things and when you're raging that battle, being tossed to and fro in your mind and feel like bombs are going off, just take a little moment and just fix your eyes on the prize at the end. Hallelujah. Just shift your focus just a little bit. He said, for while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed by swallowed up by life. He said, in other words, we groan for this. We look for this. He said, we groan in our burden. I don't know about you, but I go through some stuff sometimes. And I, I now sometimes I feel a heavy burden sometimes. But I say, Lord, I just, I can't wait for you to come back. I can't wait to the trumpet sound. I can't wait to see your glory. Because once I see him, that will make everything all worth it. Once 
once I see him, that problems, those burdens that I was facing would make it all worthy. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, it'll make it all worthy. So we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed, but we want to be clothed in our new body. We want this new body with, that he has to be prepared for us once we come out of that grave. So are you rapture ready? Are you rapture ready? I tell you, hallelujah. So our heavenly dwelling, our mortal uh, may be swallowed up by life. Hallelujah. This, he said, now this one, hallelujah, I, I almost lost it when I was reading this. Uh, the other day I was, when I was reading this, uh, hallelujah, you're going to have to help me here. I might flip over a couple of tails on this. Hallelujah. He said, now the one who has fastened us for this very purpose is God who has given us the spirit as a deposit. Uh, what I get happy, happy is that word guaranteeing what it is to come. He said, who has given us the spirit as a deposit guarantee? Y'all don't know when. Guaranteeing what is to come. He said, listen, I'm listen. He said, I am guaranteeing you that you would, when this spirit that I have gave you, I'm guaranteeing you is a deposit uh, on your life. It's deposit in this word that's guaranteeing you internal glory. You should be excited about that. So when you're in the thick of it, just remind yourself, I am guaranteed. I am guaranteed. I am. Guaranteed. I am guaranteed. So run it. Run this way, brothers and sisters. Run. 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 Keep running. Keep running. I'm telling you. Because you're guaranteed. Don't lose hope. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your sight. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Hallelujah. He said, listen. Hallelujah. I got some. I ain't done yet. I can't help it. It was The scripture was so good. I said, I got to put it all up there, Lord. I said, it was so good. I said, Lord, I, you got to put it all up. I said, I know it's a lot of them, Lord, but it's so good. He said, it's so good. He said, leave them all up there then. I say, hallelujah. He said, therefore, we are always, we should what? We should be confident. He said, therefore, we are always confident. And know that as long as we're at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. For we live by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are always confident, not sometimes, not uh, when things are going wrong, but we are always confident in knowing that we are guaranteed eternal glory uh, and it comes from the Lord. And we're, as long as we're away from the body, alone, we're away from the home in the body, but we're away from the Lord, that one day we will be with him forever and ever and ever. We have victory in Jesus. I'm going to continue to say we got victory until you believe it in your heart, until you believe it in your mind, until you believe it in your actions until you walk out this victory. I tell you we got victory. He said for we live by faith and not by sight. I'm going to stop. I'm going to lay my hat down. Uh, my spiritual hat down just for a minute right there. Pick my kickstand down right here. He said for we live by faith and not by sight. That means don't matter what it looks like. 
It don't matter what I'm, I'm going through right now. It don't matter if it looks like a storm is raging and there's no way out. I'm going to still have faith. I, I, I'm going to still continue to trust in the Lord. It don't matter if everything is going good or everything going bad. It don't matter if they threw everything at you, including the kitchen sink. My faith would not be wavered. I will not be shaken. My eyes will stay fixed on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. That's Psalms 16 and 8. But we live by faith and not by sight. We live by the faith that says that we believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our King, our Redeemer, that he saved us, washed us, made us clean, made us whole, and that's the faith that we're going to carry on into eternal glory, not by sight, not by sight. Don't worry about what you see here because I remember I just told you it's only temporary. Hallelujah. It can't go with you into the glory. It's only temporary. So we live by this faith that we have. Hallelujah. He said we are confident, I say, and we'll prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. I yearn for the day. I, I, my soul... Everything in me yawn for the day just to see him. I know the hope that I have, and I want, I want everybody to have this hope. I want, I want everybody to see this and be confident in this. That, uh, be, uh, be completely confident in this. And he said, he, I'll, prefer, I'll prefer to be away from this body. I prefer to be away from here and be home with the Lord, because I know once I get home, see, listen, all of us, let me tell you something, all of us are homeless, every last one of you. All of us are homeless. We're like nomadic herders. We're just moving from place to place until we get home to our eternal home in heaven. We are all homeless, seeking to go home. I can't wait to get in my eternal glory. I can't wait to see him. All that talk about what he has done, all that, all that glory that talks about in the Bible, all that what they say about him, I want to see I don't know about you, but that gives me more confidence. That gives me strength to keep on going. Even when I feel like I want to give up. Even when I feel like I want to throw in the towel. Even when I say I ain't good enough. Even when I say I'm about to lose it. But he say, listen, have confidence in this, son. Keep running this way. You may get weary, but those who wait upon the Lord will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not faint. So he renews me daily in the inside while my body feels we, he renews us. He continues to fill us with his spirit just when you think you're going to lose it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what is the goal, folks? What is the goal? What is the goal? Why are we here? What is the goal? Why are we here? He says, so, so we make it our goal to, to please him. In verse 9, he says, so we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body, in the flesh, or away from it. We make it our goal to please him. That's why we're here. Listen, the church was never designed, even in the books of Acts and all the other churches, it was never designed 
to come in, sit down, and enjoy the show. This is not a theatrics. This is not a, a something where I just go on Sunday, I sit down after I've been saved. Now all I do is just come to church on Sunday. No, we're supposed to walk out what God has called us to be. We are supposed to be the light of the world. We supposed to be the salt of the earth. We, folks, somewhere it got all mixed up where we say, hey, we're going to come in and get these good cushion chairs. I might get me some wooden hard chairs, metal chairs. Maybe you don't want to sit down too long. Amen. But see, we come in, but here's the thing I'm telling you. We were never meant to say. The reason why we're here, listen, it's a reason for why we're still here. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about this? Why? Am I still here? I believe in Jesus Christ in my whole heart, my mind. I know that he's real. I know that he died for me. But why am I still here? What is my purpose? Your purpose is to please him, to walk out what he has called you to be in this right relationship with him and allow the spirit that he has gave us to lead you into all truth and righteousness and holiness that will result into eternal life. Hallelujah. We're here for a purpose. We ain't here to sit. We, we, we ain't here to sit. It's good to hear the word. He said, but not only just hear the word, but be doers of it. Let us move into action now. Let's be in the action phase of our life. We'll sit down long. We got enough word in us to go out. Amen. We got enough work to go out. So listen, he said, for we must all, this here's the thing, for we must all appear before the judgment seat, not some, not just a little bit. He said, for we must all appear uh, before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We will all, not some, not a little bit, not just some folks. He said, we'll all appear before this judgment seat. Of Christ. I tell you what, you only have a little, he said our life is like a vapor, you only got a little time to represent Christ. How are you going to represent him today? How are you, when you leave these four walls, how are you going to represent him at your job? How are you going to represent him in your home? How are you going to represent Christ today? He said we only got, life is like a vapor. How, we don't have much time here. The trumpet can sound right now. Trumpet can sound right now. I know you rapture ready. Amen, I am. Uh, we getting there, folks. We getting there. Y'all kids are doing really well. Y'all, I thank you. I thank you for that. I know the parents do too. I uh, said, so listen, so when the parish was in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, when the perishable has been clothed with the unperishable and the mortal with the immortality, then uh, the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. So let me explain this to you. He said, when the perishable, uh, that means this tent, this flesh, uh, it's, 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 we was first created out of the dust of the ground. You see what I'm saying? Let me explain something to you. So we, in Genesis, he said, he grabbed the dust and he said, hey, he formed man and then out of the dust of the ground and he breathed, he breathed into him and man became a, a living soul, right? He so, so listen, I'm, let me tell you that we're still from the dirt. So when a person dies, when you're cremated, we go back to 
Dutch, right? Let me tell you, okay, so I got you on that one. He said, so we're imperishable. That stuff, this body is going to deteriorate. This body's going to get, my body going to get old and it's going to get wrinkled and one day it's just going to fall apart and I'm going to go going back to my, uh, going back to the creator. He said, but listen, the imperishable, which is the new body that we'll be, be given, hallelujah, and the mortal, which is the, put on with the immortality, this is saying that what is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Death has been swallowed up in victory. He's saying this. He's literally saying this. When you become to know Jesus Christ and you have confessed and you have believed in your heart and you're carrying out the life that he has called you to live, he said, you will no longer, death has already been conquered for you because he died for all of that on the cross. And he said, listen, when he grows up with all power in his hand, he swallowed death. He had, now he holds the keys to hell and death because he died for it. He conquered death. And because we believe in Jesus, we also have confidence. We ain't got to worry about death. That ain't death. You just, you just sleeping a little while. Just taking a little dirt nap. So he concludes in this. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? We sing that song all the time. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Just in case you didn't get the memo at the beginning, I told you we have this victory through who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Where? Death don't have no victory over me. I know death have no sting against me. We have this victory not on my own, not on my own initiative. Not that something that I had to work for, but it was freely given through grace of God. I didn't have to work for it, but it's through the victory. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. We got the victory. We got it. We got it on my own. On my own. You got to remember that when you're getting through, when you're going through those hard times. You got to remember that. See, listen, it may be not your time now, but it'll be your time later. See, one thing that we all have in common, everybody in here and across the whole world, we all going to have some trouble. Oh, but don't hold that. Don't, don't lose your hope. Don't lose this. Don't lose it. Keep your eyes fixed on it. Keep your eyes fixed on it. He said, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, what should you do? You should stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. For the leaders in this church, for the people who've been running this race, Know this, that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Paul says this, that I have read in this race. He basically gave it everything that he had. He said, store it up for me, the crown of life. I want to implore you. I want to encourage you. I want to edify you. I want to build up this body. 
Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. You will not labor in vain. And one day you'll put off this earthly tent and you'll be with the mighty king. If that ain't good, I don't know what is. If you receive the word, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Lord. <clears throat>